Hey guys, Bo here. Just wanted to drop you a quick line. If you're a new listener, welcome to the show. This is a good one. We discussed the hive mind. We're really excited about it. Uh, if you listen to the show and enjoyed it and want to find out more, go to goodbadbull.com. There you'll find 193 of our past episodes where we debate topics at random selected by the random topic generator. For returning listeners, for you regulars out there, we're taking a week off next week because I am at Nerdtacular. And if you want to find out more about what I'm up to, you can go to frogpants.com slash Nerdtacular. The event schedule's there, links to the live stream over, I believe it's June 30th uh, on the Friday and July 1st. That event is happening, so be sure to tune into that if you're interested. Okay, with all that out of the way, really excited for the show, so let's get it started. Tired of sitting in your basement leaning against a filthy old mattress? Maybe you should go to Ikea and buy some furniture. It would be very nice. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast three dudes unlimited opinions the place where uh conversation is the foundation for higher thought 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 so saith a russian man whose name i forget welcome to the show uh joining me my name is bo schwartz first i'm bo and i don't have some weird analogy to what i am let's say i am the apple oh yeah i have one i'm the apple of this podcast and joining us is the um, kiwi of this podcast? It's uh, Michael Hodgins. Michael, hello. You're a delicious. You green got fruit. that whole. You realize that Crofton's is of New Zealandish ancestry. Oh, you said look at that kiwi behavior. And also joining us on the show is the bananas of this podcast. It is Crofton Steer. Hello, Crofton. Hey, Bo. Uh, it's true. I am kiwi. I'm a, literally a citizen of New Zealand, although the government hasn't quite recognized me. But whatever. Are you a spy? He's not a, welcome here. That I'm was a, my I'm that a, was my Kiwi accent. Like, get out of our country, was, then. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I'm a permanent resident. I I got off at the airport one time, and they took me in this back room and tried to convince me I wasn't a real citizen. And then I told you when our government was bringing in this thing where if you had dual citizenship, they were going to be able to maybe kick you out of your Canadian citizenship. And I was like, oh, Crofton's finally a second class citizen here in Canada. He could lose it. Yeah, but isn't Kiwi a racial epithet for... No, they like it. It's, well... <laughs> it, <laughs> they it do. depends. You know, there's a lot it's of races like... that like their racial epithets. No, I worked with people who were... Who people say, oh, we got a couple Kiwis working here, and they'd be like, yeah, I'm a Kiwi. It's not a uniform, like, thing. It's it's like... A, it's like a... It's the equivalent of Canuck or Yank or whatever. Like, it's, it's okay. you so, know, so whatever. So if they're waiting for when discrimination does come, there's already a name prepared for the situation. Like Canuck, if we were ever ruled by... I don't know, let's say American invaded us and the Americans were a higher class of people than Canucks, then it would be a racial epithet that would be prepared. Yeah, for yeah, like I think Kiwi at one point was not considered super cool. Now it's it's fine, but there's still some people that don't take to it, but whatever. Yeah, I'm I, not. I want to meet that old guy in New Zealand who's like, don't call yourself a Kiwi. You're better than that. It's <laughs> <laughs> what would he say? He's like, uh, you're a Commonwealth citizen. <laughs> like, what else would they, you know? It's like you got to hold on to something. You're an Easterling. This, this fruit analogy, Bo, that you thought was so innocuous is now totally. And when you Look, started with Apple, I guess, thought you were going to call someone guess Microsoft. How, guess how many seconds prior to the show I spent coming up with this? <laughs> I'm going to say zero, and I'm going to say you thought about it while you were talking. Yes, you know, it's true. That's, that's why you said very Apple. Good, it's a very good answer, but yeah, it was while I was talking. I literally was like, I don't have an analogy. When I said I didn't have an analogy, I quite literally did not have one. And then I decided, well, oh, like, just I'll just make, make one. one. Well, believe it or not, I've done 194 of these episodes with you, oh, and I'm all. somewhat privy to your way of thinking. Mike generally spends a lot of time percolating his responses, but I know that yours sort of come out as they come in. You know what I mean? It's sort of like yeah. it's a throughway, a highway, they, they, if you they will. They come out of the same place that they put in the um, the butt medicine we talked about at the end of last episode. 
for those. And it comes, it's sort of like Bose, it's sort of like those kind of when you throw up, but you don't even know it's coming. All of a sudden you're just vomiting in a toilet. That's like how Bose stuff comes out. All right. And then, some, and then sometimes for me, it's like, you know, when you see someone vomit and then you need to vomit. Like, I feel like that that sometimes happens to me. Like he's vomiting everywhere and I'm like, oh God, I feel sick. And then I start talking like crazy too. All right. Well, Just like right now. This was a great conversation. Um, I think we need to move on to a random topic. No one cares what we did this past week. Did anyone have anything big they want to share? They feel they want to get on a soapbox and share with the world? I laid down some sod today. Did anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. All right, fine. Let's, Moving let's, on. I'm just kidding. It's because we, it's a so- sodomizer. No one wants to hear about my sod lane. He's not let's a sodomizer. That's all right. All right. Uh, where is That's right. what that word means, right? Get it. Get it. Sod man. Play the sod <laughs> in your hand. <laughs> Ah, uh, finally. It's a big smile on. <laughs> on no, not the tonight. To- the topic today is the hive mind. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mo's going to have to do some heavy lifting. You better uh, explain to us, because he's been talking about this for, what are we at, episode 194, so about 194 episodes he's been talking I mean, about the hive mind. You know, we're kind of, we're pretty dignified podcasts. And for the most part, we have our jokes and we're silly and we're friends. We know each other. So we have these familiar jokes and we get crude. But mostly we're a civil podcast that discourses things, discusses things very civilly. Um, but if we were to have a single meme that goes down in the annals or annals of history with good, bad or bullshit. It, it is, was annals. It's annals? Yeah. Okay. I think you knew that too. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably the, the anals. Yeah, it's the okay. The, <laughs> the things that go down in the anals. Um, that that uh, we often, well, I often bring up the hive mind when delivering a verdict. And yes, for example, arrived. the last time you brought it up was during convenience foods, <laughs> because somehow that that really, you know, when you're putting a pogo in the microwave, I usually think about the hive mind. Why don't you just tell us what what it is? What you think that well, is? Yes, notice how Mike hedged his his, his uh, question there. He started with, "Why don't you tell us what it is?" and then backed off and was like, "Wait, why don't you tell us what you think it is?" Well, so, Bo, please do. Do hive minds exist in nature in any species that we know of in any real way? I don't think some so. Pe- some people would argue that forests are, but there's also a lot of argument of, you know, this, is a tree sentient? And I think it, like... What about bees? I thought No, they're... well, their their minds are not linked. That's what I... It's like bees o- operate like as a unit, but they don't think together. Like their their minds are not so... connected, but some people say that a forest actually like the roots of trees communicate with each other this is like new agey yeah but this is a good this is a good launching point for me because i feel like it's my job to explain the hive mind so we can discuss it and it's full stupidity if you will then you Um, ask the question i know i know because it's you know it's a podcast we have to chit chat and and get to the thing anyways okay so so tell us what you think it is okay it's this idea that so i liked what you said about our connectedness because even though we have separate minds we are connected in a certain way Everyone's connected. You see someone yawn and you yawn. Like there are things okay. that you do. What's the hive mind? <laughs> so, so, but the problem is that there's a lot of things separating us. And I really feel that the way that our, our minds function, they're a bunch of signals of electricity. There's still a mystery to how the mind functions. So there's no way for me to explain exactly how this works. And it's just the technology's not there. So our understanding is not even there. But it, it seems to me like there might be a method to meld our minds into one, what would you call it, like a host? Like if your brain was a host for the electrical signals that are, that are in your mind, what if you had one brain but the electrical signals of two individuals in that same brain? And then what if you expounded that out? Would you continue to keep your own identity or would you be one mind? And it's an interesting question, but the way I imagine it is our electrical signals that form our consciousness or who we are could share a container together. 
And and part of the problem with interacting with other people is just that we're the, we have these unique individual selfish needs. We have to eat. We want things. We're very much driven by the compulsion of our bodies. And what if that wasn't a thing? What if you had nothing but your it, Like, are you you without your body? I kind of think you don't need the body. I kind of think you're still you. And I kind of think we can share... We can share in a more intimate way, and, and I don't mean a romantic way, just we can know one another better through more efficient means of communication and a more efficient means to live. So part of it is shedding your body to be in the hive mind. That's that's part of the deal. So question, mm-hmm. because I, I get I get the idea of like like when explaining the concept of a hive mind, if you just take it and put it onto our existing structure, we don't ex- – like as humans, we don't exist in such a way to support it. You would need you would need a different creature that operates with a hive mind. Like we're all made to be individuals that operate – It like all the tools we've evolved into have been given to support our our – current existence you can't just necessarily switch hive mind using the same sort of like bodies and 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 way we are now so yes i think that it does likely infer that you would that we would become something else or that but my question to you i guess to help me understand it better how would it work using our existing bodies and appendages would it mean that Say everybody was connected via the hive mind. Would it mean that we we could all like if one somebody lifted their left arm, everybody in the world would lift their left arm at the same time? Is that how? No, would that... I'm I'm more mean uh, disparate identities. Is it just like? Is it? Can I? Can I? This is what I get. Is it just like you download your brain into a computer, and a billion other people also did that, and now there's this big sort of space where all these minds live in this computer. Is that kind of what you mean? Sure. Yeah. Okay. That could but that could be but like if, if we're using the broad term hive mind it doesn't necessarily that's one version of a sure. hive mind. Yeah. But like could my question was just like if we didn't download our are we saying yeah it's getting rid of bodies? Like is that's something completely well, different. Well, it's it's kind of a science fiction idea, I think, for the most part. Or you know, so like... in this science fiction, because it <laughs> seems like Bo likes the concept, the, the 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 concept that he's always had when he talks about this is getting escaping our physical bodies and becoming like some greater degree of sentience, mm-hmm. um, and then it'll make space and then link, linking all that shit together. So like, but you could technically like. Like there could be a hive mind that we would keep our bodies like that. That could be a, yeah, like another I, type I, I'm of not, hive mind. I'm not swearing any kind of monopoly on imagining what a hive mind might be like. I'm just looking at threads in the world that point to the possibility of you being you without your body, if that makes sense. And then what would be the barriers to sharing you in an efficient mode of communication, right? So, so you know, I think of like AI development and, and different forms of replication of life and biology. Like, like we are looking, we are pulling at the threads of what makes living organisms as we know them on Earth work and how to build, replicate them ourselves. We're constantly replicating it. And part of that learning to replicate might not be we're going to create a race of robots to serve us, although that might be helpful for a hive mind. But but that the way we exist now is not perfect and can be improved upon. And we tend to, the people who tend to say those things tend to be movie villains, you know, who improve upon humanity and then you lose your humanity but, you know, those are well, just stories. I, yeah, <laughs> but they're it, not it, indicative of real life. And no, I, but it, it is kind of interesting. And I think, uh, but I would say not just, you know, movie villains. I mean, you're right to kind of point that out. But uh, but also it's just like there's this whole movement of transhumanism, right? Where people, yeah. and, I, and I feel like this lives in that transhumanist movement where people are like, we're going to evolve to another, you know. Um, I will grant that I think you you have done more thinking about this than I than I initially thought. Just, just because you were you at least said um, you're like what what am I or like what does it mean to be 
me or anything mm-hmm. like that. And you said you think that it's like your mo- your mind is can exist without your body. And I'm highly skeptical of that. I think that you need your body more than you think you do. And not even for stuff like uh, it keeps your brain alive or whatever. You know, I, I, I grant you that to say, okay, say technology exists, you can choose to just download your consciousness into this this uh you know this cyber cybernetic realm not cybernetic but cyber realm and your your it could, it could be, be organic your it, consciousness. Could, it could be a new biological container that we make as as well that might be necessary but but know. but you said it's a hive mind so right. it's like a hive implies many the the point being you're mm-hmm. talking about com- communication so there's all these other minds that are in there mm-hmm as well it's not a hive mind if you just download your brain into some new biological organism and walk around and now you're just a new monster thing yeah Uh, and so so, and so i've thought of this or i mean i have thoughts on this i i haven't solved it i've thought of this i've got it covered but but the i the other idea the concurrent idea is and this is more unique to me i have a long-standing background in client services and you know you you pick up a lot of techniques. <laughs> okay. No, you laugh, but you pick up a lot yep. of techniques along the way and how to deal with people and how to how to how to really listen. I suppose how to be. A, I, I think I've always been a good listener. Even I don't think it has anything to do with my career history as much, although I've benefited from it. This idea of empathy. This idea of you know. We, well, this idea that no, you know you, you might hey, say, were you, were you were you getting at something like you can understand if you had a hive mind, if you could if you could feel what it felt so like to be another person, you would understand of, them better. A woman says they're the subject of systemic discrimination uh, and cultural having to feeling guilt for not playing, let's say, a cultural role that's expected of women, and you're a dude and you're having a hard time. Even the words are barely making sense. You'll never get through to a person until they have some kind of analog or feel what you feel. Again, there's a lot of stories about, you know, jerks coming to Jesus when they're in an analogous situation and then empathize with the person that they bullied or whatever early in the story. This is a common trope, but it's not like without merit that this is a thing that we do that people hurt or people feel things and try even as you might or don't try. You can't know a thing until you've really felt it. And and I have this sense that there's a way to transfer that feeling more than in just words or a hug or in an essay. Like these things are all very as much as we've developed writing and writing is a great technology. In a certain sense you could look at it and I say there's going to be a day where the idea of writing your thoughts down so someone can understand you is like barbaric and ridiculous. And I feel like that efficiency is gained by literally putting my electrical signals into Crofton's brain and saying, like, look, this is why I like to play Heroes of the Storm. And Crofton going, like, I get it. I really get it. And I'm not just saying I get it or being a good friend. I truly get why you like playing Heroes of the Storm. I'm still not going to play it, but I really get it. And, and also, there's some really disturbing stuff in here. <laughs> I get why you like X, Y, and Z. Or I get why you feel the pain you feel. Or I get why... I get things like the biggest challenges in all of our human interactions and on this show when we're discussing things is making someone truly understand not just your logical points or your knowledge, but that that feeling, that empathy or sympathy or that that connectedness that we struggle with to, to try and really make people feel what we feel. And that's why when you find someone who's like been through what you've been through you do you can form a connection with that person it's it's interesting like 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 that point is 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 interesting i kind of agree with it i mean uh but i also feel like you know i can i can understand something like systemic discrimination against women without without being a a woman Mm. um i feel like i do acknowledge that that's a thing um i would understand it better if i went through it but and so I guess the idea being that if there was a hive man, I could I could really feel what that was like. But what I was also thinking about when you were talking about this, because I was like, okay, that's it really is an interesting thing. If you really feel how other people feel, you can empathize with them more. But I'm curious about so say, um, you know, and I, I I think about this in terms of like when I'm trying to like get across how I see something to say someone like my dad, and and I 
and who can be very bullheaded and stubborn. And I'm just like, if you could just see things the way I see things, maybe things would be more clear. But think about it like, okay, so you go on, you, you Bo, go in the hive mind, you have your, your, you know, light worldview or whatever. And then you connect with someone who is like a devout fundamentalist Muslim. Mm -hmm. And now you, and you feel the world as they feel it. You, you can feel that for them, uh, Muhammad is the prophet, that it's truth, that, 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 that God is good and it just flows through you and you can feel this. Mm -hmm. Now, and they, and they feel your, you know, endless void of atheism or whatever <laughs> that, that, that I sure. would share. Sure, Okay, so what does that do? Uh, because I can already empathize with the idea that these people, not, and I don't mean that derogatorily, but any other person has a worldview which they believe and so if I could experience that and then, but I'm, you know, or you are sort of kind of devoutly atheist, mm -hmm. you can understand each other better. Is that what, so, okay, great. But what's that going to do? Are they going to give up their religion? Are you going to become a believer? Yeah. And this is, this is the tough thing curious. about, but this is, yeah. And this is, I'm curious about this too. This is the tough thing about where individual your need for individuality. How much do you need to hold on? Like, do you need that individuality and those ideologies because you are isolated from others and because but, you need to belong to groups and systems of belief, you know, through these yes, rituals he, that we have. But what if we really understood each other, would we need a lot of these divisive lines? And could we, the, the point is, can we improve as a species and as a community by sharing more deeply? I'm willing to say the opposite might happen and the hive mind might be a technological miracle that we make that just makes everyone real worse. Like I, that's TBD, I think. See, you guys keep talking about these, like everybody and individuals having different interactions and stuff. I've always thought about this hive mind thing is there is no individuals anymore. You're all one entity. You're all like one the being. Borg. Yeah, essentially. So, so in looking at it in, in that that way, like as soon as this topic came up, I thought, and we started talking about it, I'm like, well, already people who have firm religious beliefs about how the spirit exists outside of the body and all this, they're they're clearly going to have issues with with this concept mm. uh, as in general. And then on the other side of things, like Bo, you talked about the movie villain thing about how I sound like a movie villain, is because movie villains fall into two two buckets. Either they are they're extreme on the individual personal liberty side of things. Like you think of a dictator taking power or they're extreme on like, I'm doing this for the collective goods type thing. Okay. And, and, and this is, this is where that falls into. So it becomes, it's like, it's in a, it's an extreme position. So people that are strong individualists talking about their individual uh, likes, dislikes, um, worldviews like when we move to hive mind to me that is like it's like socialism times a million zillion yeah. like it is like all of us all of us merging together and there are no individuals anymore and that it's hard to it's hard to look at that as an individual who values her individuality and, and feel positively about it but that's because I have that innate bias and maybe being this giant professor ex Cerbero collective um, would would be better for us as a race. Like maybe we would do great things as one uh, giant ent entity. Maybe we just all friggin' self-destruct too many conflicting things or maybe we would get it all sort of strained out. But one thing I've always felt when thinking about this is that I would lose it, my individuality and everybody else would too, and the beauty of like discovery and discovering other people and all that would be lost from the world as well, because it would it, we would constantly all be thinking the same things together. Well, and I think I think that like that's a very human thing to feel. <laughs> like it's and it's hard. It, I think it's hard to imagine what it would be like just to share brains. It's it's impossible. It, who knows what that would feel like. My theory is that if you can empathize so deeply with another person, that person probably becomes a part of you. Like, like if I shared mine with John Smith, then in, in such an empathetic way, like how much of my individuality do I retain and how much do I gain 
as a sentient being by sharing in such an intimate way? So, and it's, so it's like, unanswerable. Do see... We don't know, right? I don't think we know. Yeah, but I, I guess I'm trying to I'm trying to like, do you see it as what Crofton described, which is just that the individual self sort of just vanishes into this thing? There is no self anymore. Or is it do you see it as you still maintain a sense of self, but can feel and empathize with a billion people so you can feel the connectivity? Category How do you two. see it? Category, I see it as category two. So I see it very much as retaining individuality within this system as being super important. I can't tell if that's because of my human bias or not. That you know, The only way to know is to start doing it and to figure it out. But that's how I imagine I'd prefer it. And it's, But it's what, what impact would such intimacy have on you as an individual? I imagine it would change the shape of your concept of individuality in a fundamental in a way that we've never experienced but i imagine i think you're trying like because that's like i want to have my cake and eat it too type thing because i we just don't know i can't answer definitively no no but i mean i think just logically if you think about it and you're like okay yeah like if we're all if we're all brought together in that way connected over long term we're all going to become like if we're feeling everybody at once we're all we're going to lose that individuality and we're going to become like i just logically i i can't see it any any other so, way so, and, and f- with you and this is one thing i've always found interesting about your fascination with the hive mind is that you strike me as somebody who is very individualist who is like i believe this I have a strong opinion on this. That's part of the reason we do this show together is because you have a strong opinion on on these different on these different topics. I like things this way, or I like you know I want to do this. I don't want to be told what to do and all that. Right. And it feels like that this is very counterintuitive to that. In that, like it's essentially you giving up who you are in favor of the common good, the common collective, and us. And us all like, uh, you know, being either one thing or all very tightly connected. I don't think it's going to be that, you know, now Crofton will be able to understand how much I like Heroes of the Storm. It's going to it's going to be more like we all don't have interests anymore to a certain extent. I can kind of I want to jump before Bo does because I can I can kind of see where he's coming at it in terms of if you you know, I often make jokes about Bo spending all his time on the internet, right? He's he are he's like in hive mind beta because he basically, you know, most of his, his social life is on the internet. I'd and, say alpha. Oh, okay. I don't even know. Whatever. Yeah, I always yeah. thought the beta was whatever. The thing that comes before the real thing, and and uh, so I can see that he that it makes sense in terms of seeing these great these gradations. So you know, you can spend uh, most of your conscious time. In, in a virtual environment, in a game, you can interact with other people, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I think that there's a leap you can make to say, like, well, what is my physical body? Like, I was making these jokes about Bo's, like, body being in, in this mucus cell where it's just pumped in nutrients and he just lives on the Internet. And I could see that being a kind of thing that, that it's like, okay, your individual self's preserved because your body's still there uh, housing your brain. You're just neurally uplinked into the system. And because of some unyet, uh, yet to be discovered technology, now there's super fast communication and you can have these kind of like interactions with other people and have this deep empathy and, and experience other people's experiences. I, I can kind of like get at what Bo is coming at from from that is maybe it's a possibility like yeah like in this in this hard drive of of a head and for the audio listeners i'm holding my head (laughs) um if i could take what's in there and mash it up with what's in your mind like that that's the basis of it so and here's another because i'm not very definitive about the concept when we talk about hive mind generally in the jokey way and in the general, I'm giving a verdict and calling the hive mind out. I mean, it as in like a million souls all in one place, but a hive mind could be a cabal of like 10 to 20 people. Maybe it's just its own community. Like it's just your guild. What, and wow. What fascinates me, but it isn't though. What fascinates <laughs> me is feeling what others feel. We don't talk about that a lot. We talk a lot about saying the right things, being politically correct. We talk a lot about raising awareness. We talk a lot about standing up for what's right. But a key thing is just like, 
I want to relay a personal story, but it's actually too personal to share. I, I don't want to share details of it. But let's just say, and I don't think the person's listening or anything like that. It's just, you know, promise is a promise and things like that. But, you know, let's just say I'm close with someone that I know experienced the loss of a very close loved one. And, you know, we're at the age now where we know of people that we've cared about deeply that we've lost. But what's it like to lose someone at a young age, lose a parental figure at a, at a young age? And, and you know, I, what difference would it make for me to understand what that person's feeling in our, you know, relationship interactions where I'm not... Where, where, where I want to explore that or I want to feel that or I want to commune with it. It's just hard to know someone another person's mind, even when you're married to them. And and I, I just feel like there's that wall there with people. Like no matter how much you share or tell, there can be things that you just you can't share enough of. And it's always fascinated me that you could be in a close relationship with someone, friendship or marriage, and still not know them. And that's always fascinated me. And it's always felt like we're developing in so many realms in technology that, that, that sharing minds, if we believe in love and if we believe in intimacy and if we believe in expanding the borders of our mind, that truly sharing a mind is something worth pursuing. But see, okay, so everything there I'm okay with to a certain extent, but that's not the hive mind, okay? So like well, it's if, the beginning if, of the hive mind. If, if, I, if I said – so for my toddler, for instance, today was really, really upset. She's really good at speaking for her age, but sometimes she has problems with words, and we just couldn't understand what she was asking. And she knew that that was a problem. It was like a communication breakdown. She was trying to tell us something, and we were like – misinterpreting it and we kind of we knew we were and she's getting increasingly upset because in repeating it with the exact same words which was not getting us any further and making her more pissed off and i just like oh god i just want to understand what she's saying she's trying to she's trying to say something here and like yes in that situation and in countless others like where there's conflict there's war the spock mind melds or whatever the Mm -hmm. that I see that's okay. That's a positive as a tool where you can sort of like you're you're walking around. You're like, do, 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 do. I'm my own guy. Oh, hey, I want to I want to communicate with this person. Let's like let mind meld. I don't consider that the hive mind. That's a bunch of individuals going around that have like a special ability, telepathy or emotional telepathy. I agree with um, you. So, so, and I think that's positive, and I think that would be great. Like if people were all Professor mm-hmm. X and were able to be like, nah, 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 mm-hmm. this is what I think. Mm-hmm. That'd be amazing. But, but it's not. Is it like the hive mind to me is a like in in what we're doing on the show is going to be giving it a verdict. So I need to be able to to think what it is, and I know it's a science fiction concept, and it's all it's all different. But it's got to stay within certain parameters. Yeah. And for so, me, so, it's everybody being linked. That's what a hive mind right. is. It's and, not and, like and that is just two people on cue. That's what I mean. I, we're just sort of discussing the building blocks leading up to it because, and this is where my bias comes in. I assume it will be a good thing. And I assume meaning, well, if we want to do it with one person, we should do it with everybody. We're just, we're, we're, is why I refer to it as the hive mind. Because it will be good. And, and maybe I you don't agree. It's funny. I, but. I mean, my, my gut is that I, I, think it, I think it would be bad, probably. Could be. And part of, part of why I think it would be. Because is, so you, you mentioned the start, and this is what resonated with me, which I'm glad that you had put some thought into, is like, what, what does it mean to be an individual and and i think that like what i agree kind of with crofton said in a little bit that you have this idea of i want my cake and eat it too like i want to preserve my sense of self but yet be in the space where i can feel what all other people are feeling whatever um i i think beyond just the simple thing that we would lack the processing power to actually understand it like like i've heard this things uh in a couple different places where human beings kind of have is is a group of people that they can relate to. It's like 150 is about the ideal number of people you know who are friends, acquaintances, family. You know that 150 is like the ideal number. Thousands is not really relatable on on an in, in an intimate le- level. And even that 150, it's not all like close close people. Mm-hmm. And they're like because 
and this is a point I want to come to at hard on this is because that's how way we evolved in small kind of groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, c- coming back to what it means to, to be like when, when, when I sit here seeing the world as an individual, um, having a sense of self, uh, that's all a, a perception. Like we know enough to know that what we see and what we feel, and what we experience isn't reality. It's, it's, it's a, it's just a, an illusion that our, that our minds create. That's what it is. It's like I can name all kinds of things we can't see. Most of the spectrum of light we can't see. Um, we can't really experience time as a dimension, which it is. There's all these things that we can't perceive because we're limited by how we evolved to perceive something. And that's based on what it, what it took for us to survive. That, that's all it's about, evolution. It's just like, what is mm-hmm. what is advantageous to survive? If we perceived everything, it would overwhelm us. Like if we were aware of, aware of all the spectrum of light right now, like ultraviolet through to radiation, and we could see all that, it would be like yeah. gobbledygook. And, you know and what I'm, I'm sure wait, that's me... true. So what I'm saying is that, you know, we've had millions of years of evolution, and we take for granted this sense of self, and we perceive the world, and we look, and things are in color, but we... but you know, if you can just understand the fact that, and you know this too, that we're not getting 98% of it. We're getting a slice that makes us be able to function. And that was what created that was being a physical creature that walked around in the physical world. That's what created that. Mm -hmm. So kind of like, I agree with Croft in the sense that if you were to download your brain into the computer and you gave up the physical self, not only I think would you feel entirely disoriented, you'd have no sense of say weight, like just the fact that you feel like you have a body, we have a sense of like, I'm a thing, right? And now we take that for granted. Now you're in a computer, what are you? You, you, you're, you would be discombobulated, um, your senses are no longer connected, you have no eyes, you have no ears. Uh, you'd be like, I think you'd be very quickly terrified probably uh, and then and then maybe you'd be like, okay, there's other people here. I can connect with them. And I think pretty quickly you'd lose your sense of self. I think it would be probably become what Crofton uh, described or more like, like the Borg style where you just – like I really think that sense of self is intrinsically linked to being in a physical body. And I think we think it's not because uh, we spend a lot of time in our minds. You know, We have this feeling that – there's this little thing inside our heads that is just driving this body and we could leave it. Mm-hmm. But I think that we've never done this. And, and I mean, I, I appreciate the thought experiment you've been doing both thinking about this stuff. Cause what if we could, but I just think it'd be a lot more discombobulating. I like that mm-hmm. word apparently. Uh, then for this discussion, then, then we do, then we think, you know, then this initial assumption, because like, like saying like, Oh, the internet, I log online. Why can't I just connect my brain and do what I want? It could just be like that. I think there's all kinds of unforeseen things. And and you're probably right. The problem with evaluating a science fiction concept is that it's hard to really discredit anyone's opinion. I don't want to, you know, it sounds like a lot of what both of you said seems perfectly reasonable. I think my approach to it, just because it's, it's my idea, my bias is towards, yeah, we'll figure out that in the new container, right? You know, it's just like, Oh, don't have a sense of self. Well, maybe there's a sense of self gland. We'll put in the new hive mind brain. It's like you know, I'm just I can just imagine solutions to everything. So, so I think what you're saying has a lot of value. I have no doubt this is like probably an impossibility. This is still even with all of our developments. This idea is very pipe dreamy. I think, but I like thinking about it because I always go back to the root of the idea, which is just sharing thoughts. It's something we can't well, do, and I but like could, that too. would if we could. I mean, I think that's a that's a really interesting point of it. And then, so coming back to like, I still stand by this whole. I think it would be. I think the self would dissolve, and it would pro- and it would probably be terrifying. That that's what I sort of think. But even saying, okay, forget that. Forget the fact that I really think the self is defined by evolution and blah, blah, blah. Forget all that. And just say that this this thing does exist. Okay, it can preserve the self. You go in, you know, and say I only choose to do this when my physical body is about to die. Say I'm like 80, 
80 years old and my my mind's in still good shape and it's like hey now's the time download me god damn it mm-hmm. because uh, i'm going in a pine box otherwise and then and now i'm on the hive mind and i can live forever in theory in this like energy state and i can preserve myself and i can interact with people as i see fit uh i still think just from what you said about like Okay, you'd, you'd you'd feel what other people feel and be able to empathize and all this kind of stuff. The interesting thing about that, you mentioned the word bias, and we all have our biases, which are run pretty deep. You know, it's how our worldviews are defined. And my example around the the person who is like the fundamentalist Muslim, and someone like you, who's kind of a progressive hedonist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would, be, would be like I, I just think that those those biases I feel like even if you can understand other people's and it's interesting the thought that you could I just don't understand how I feel like there's a non-compute there so like I feel pretty strongly about a lot of the stuff I do and I acknowledge that someone like a you know a, a born-again Christian might believe to their core like like for them it's not even a question uh you know, I they're not having this like, oh, I, I sort of believe in Christ. They're like, it's truth to them. There, there's no, there's no questioning. I can understand that, and yet my worldview, my biases are like, that's a bunch of BS. Like, I can't, you know, I'm like, they've just brainwashed themselves. Those are my biases. I acknowledge that, and I'm like, I could be wrong, whatever. Uh, but, and I hold those things strongly. Just because I could understand them better, I still like, I just see how are those things going to clash? Like, yeah, I can understand them better. What I feel like it's just going to be like a big mess is what I see. I think it would be very similar to how the real world is. And you get on there and you'd feel other people's biases, but they would irk you, you know, because you'd be like you'd you'd you know sure. you'd, these you, things you, would you, rub you the wrong you go, way. You go into like, you go into a mind vat uh, with Charles Manson, and you're you know peace loving person, and he's like a murderer or something, you know, like yeah. For sure. Yeah, and, and, and it's just like, and if I can understand even the fact that someone has like joy, something like joy in killing, or like the idea of suicide bombing <laughs> always just... Okay, I got a better like, example. You had you did downloaded and shared with Donald Trump. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, even, yeah, your, like, even your electricity is orange, Donald. This sucks. He couldn't lie in the hive mind, though. He that's couldn't an, lie. That's an interesting but, thing. That's a part of it. Good point, Crofton. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that. You couldn't lie, but the thing is you'd probably also feel what it feels like to be him, and you'd be like, wow, I'm the best. There's no one better than me. I'm the smartest. I'm the best. But then you'd still have, as you say, you'd still have your sense of self, so you'd still be like, but that's a bunch. You're an idiot. Or So I, I just don't see – so it's either one. like It wouldn't be any different. Because you'd still have your biases, other people would have theirs, you'd still have your worldview, and other people would have theirs, you'd feel it intrinsically, are you just going to be convinced? So I can see like one of, uh, it's like three things would happen. It's either like the self just dissolves, and it's like what Crofton says, just a mess of a hive mind that's one thing, there's no sense of self. You maintain yourself and you just clash with everyone, which is like the real world, only way more intense because you're feeling their thoughts and hating on them, or, or... This is the third thing. This is, and this is maybe the one that is part of your utopia, is that everyone borrows from everyone else's bit of bias, and everyone brings each other more towards the center. Mm-hmm. Until to me, then you have this, what you'd call it, like the Liberal the, Party of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Uh, but but yes, like oh you have call this. The ambulance. Bo- no, but that's a really good example. But, you'd have this boring. So- crappy down the middle trying to please everyone but pleasing no one kind of thing that would be ultimately boring and terrible and you'd be like god i I like the world when people had different views yes yes you're i think a lot of what you said there sounds right to me i i don't take issue with it i just think the scope is too narrow about what's going on in the mind because your mind doesn't just have opinions it has memory it has it has thought and opinion informed by experience I just think the way that thoughts manifest themselves are not like rational thoughts we're expressing here on the show, which is, I still think, going to be part of what happens. So I don't take issue with anything you said. I just think we're not accounting for all. If I got into the mind with Trump and remembered what he remembered or had the feeling, how does the brain work so that my consciousness interprets it into a thing? It's more than just an opinion 
it comes from a lot of simultaneous sources that make up the person and but I, but I see just to jump in I mean but those are what biases are sure. because I agree with you like things like your experience what how you were raised uh, the feelings you had all these things that are broader than just what you think or your opinions I agree but I think those are like biases uh and that's why they run so deep. So someone who has a completely different, uh, and, and I mean, I say biases, but I also just mean like worldview, just how you view the world is based on all these things, the experiences you've had, the feelings you've had, the, the types of relationships you've had over the course of your whole life, what your childhood was like. This is interesting and deep stuff. And when you can feel what someone else's was like, some person who grew up in a developing country that's war-torn and suffered famine, I mean, if I were to experience that, I'm like, yes, it would be mind-opening in the sense that it'd be very different from the life I've led. And would I learn a lot? Absolutely. Uh, but it, it's I can still empathize with that reality that someone has and acknowledge that I have a privilege that they've lacked and, and try to learn from that you know so i just mean like it exists in the real world already this type of thing um i can and see so, how it'd be more intimate and in so the, here's like the possibility i'm leaving open is that it's possible through this process you do lose your individuality but you gain you become i just can't help but feel and this is a very and you know bludgeoning technology but you know if you if you throw a bunch of processes together then you increase processing power Throwing minds together would increase processing power of the human mind. I, I mean, my science fiction, I say it would. But in theory, in theory, there's something there. There's something there for the betterment of mankind. The mind is the last frontier. And uh, I think you brought up great points. But uh, I remain unconvinced, Mike. I remain unconvinced. I, ah, I think uh, we should get like, Croft and get some words in. Uh, no, we can we... just roll into verdicts. Oh, you're ready for verdicts? Are you ready? So I well, think... I, uh, like, I mean, I could. The one thing I'd say is that this conversation falls in 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 so many different spheres. You've got like religion, sociology, philosophy, like the, science fiction. Obviously, there's a, there's tons of, tons of things that are, that and, and as Bo has astutely pointed out, it's what sort of what you want it to be. For me, right now, the positive is is what Bo has presented in the em empathy element and 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 the relating amongst people um, better. And I like that. I do like that appeals to me. And I give the example of my toddler. But I also think like I, I do think as somebody who works in communications, who likes the written word, who likes being able to explain himself with words, who does a podcast, that the tools that are available to me that will now be useless, that will be useless in a hive mind oh, no. and that I've I've to... I've taken that I've comfortable with and, and and enjoy using i will i would be sad to see i would be sad to see go and i think that that um that there may be betterment drawn from that even on the on a, on the the sharing of emotions level but if there isn't then for me it's 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 a sad it's a sad loss and i acknowledge my bias we'll, we'll, we'll have we'll have mindcasts and you know and we may not have podcasts but we'll have mindcasts in the high mind we'll, we'll we'll still be employed it'll be good uh, yeah, <laughs> it's also funny cuz you talk about these this last you know the, the parallels to me between the internet and i feel like this is where this idea comes from ultimately this is a, is a very first step in that technology but like has shown us that like we were making jokes about and you know the and the terrible things that come out on the internet right where people say things once they have a kind of anonymity and maybe the hive mind would be the opposite of that it would be you complete lack of anonymity but the people say these things that are terrible right on the internet right racism and sexism all these horrible things come out uh, but the thing is, that's someone's inner thought somewhere, right? So the internet lets us see that because people have un anonymity and an audience to uh, and wanting to provoke people. This is a thing that that has existed now, and the whole trolling stuff. So, but so in, in but in human human interactions, most people never say these things because they know it's hurtful to people. And when you're talking with another individual, you get cues you don't want to say those things unless you're a real asshole. Uh, and there are those people, but if you had a hive mind, I think you'd you'd all it would also be very sad and disappointed by how 
awful you'd find humanity like that's they, one they thing wouldn't I, be invited I, to the hive mind they could be part no, of the slave see, case you can't you can't be like oh well I'll invite like all nice so, so nice people to the hive mind, hive mind, the hive mind nice... idea not necessarily a utopia for everybody we do we do need a, a, a worker case probably well, to maintain whatever system but i mean you, you don't know you, there could be a person that you think is like you know uh uh, just a wonderful person. You know, it's like whenever they say serial killers, people be like, oh, but he seemed like such a nice no, guy. because, because here's school. how it like, works, hey. Mike. I've got the solution. We insert them into the mind, but they're in the mini mind where they go through a rigorous vetting process. And because everything's seen, it's your thoughts. You can, there's a voting committee of different minds. And then they put you back out in, uh, in a robot I also body. feel like, like I've always thought, I I feel like an empathetic person. I uh-huh. and 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 sadly, I thought and this became clear during when the Trump election came out. Something that was very clear to me before, which was that people at large are kind of a lot stupider than you than you even than you think. And that's a sad, I think, truth we learned when Donald Trump got elected to be like, real, really, are people that stupid? And the answer, sadly, yeah, yes, they're stupider than you think they are. And it just used to be that you had candidates who were of a high enough caliber that the stupidity didn't come out. But now we have Donald Trump and he's president. And that that says something bad. So I'm like, you'd you'd have these people in your hive mind and you'd be like, really, that's what someone thinks about this? Ugh. I feel like you'd be fatigued by like the 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 depths of some people's views on things you'd have to deal with it all the time in the same way that navigating the internet requires you to have like a filter of like don't read the comments uh don't don't engage in certain places where you know the trolls are uh the hive mind would be the same i don't think you could have it be like it's a big firewall i don't i don't i don't view it as analogous to the internet except for the idea of connectivity but you're like only nice people allowed in i mean well yeah we want you know the the quality of your hive mind is curated how do you how do you determine people that? that are in there there's i know that i like we should move into verdicts but the okay. fact the fact that you guys keep going on about you being an individual in this thing always gets my like it's like you it You'll all I be agree. in the thing together. I agree with You're you, not going to have any individuality. If the, if I, no, I agree if with you. Crofton, just... if there's no individuality, it's not a hive mind. It's a mind. Like you, there would have to be individuality in a hive mind. Well, no, I think I think what he means is true. It's a sense that, like, you know, some people have said we talked about bees. I don't think their minds are interconnected, but some people would say bees mm-hmm. are an an organism that's made up of all individuals which act for one greater purpose. So that the whole you could look at a beehive as being kind of its own organism. It doesn't ex- no bee exists on its own, right? It exists as a hive. So I I think he's correct ultimately in a sense that okay. like you become one new entity. You might be made up of individuals, but the thing is one thing. Yeah. So because I think I think the the term hive mind is throwing you a bit, Crofton, too, because I use hive mind, but it's probably not the correct term, generally speaking. Maybe. Like well, maybe, but that's what came up. Okay, let's do verdicts. Yeah, because right. the yeah, I'm not meaning it like a ants or or an insect like insect races in science fiction. You don't want to be the Borg, lines. basically. Yeah, or the Zerg. I because think. insect races in science fiction are exactly that's they are hive minds. Yeah, yeah. The so, Zerg so, is so, a hive so mind. So my concept, which I call a hive mind, isn't like insectoid races. It's a little more democratic than that, but so still I, with a I power have a question. structure. Is my verdict on? What a on a hive mind it's on or is it hive on mind. Bose? It's, it's on, on my Bose? hive mind. Okay, Bose perfect hive mind. It can also be like, but I think but you, you have can to do whatever you want. Well, yes. I empathize with you, okay. Crofton. I'm gonna give a verdict on cars then. Okay, whatever. Bring in the All farm right. animals already. Oh, uh, shoot! That's the wrong. No, it's the... Mike, stop pulling this cord. On <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm supposed to bring in the farm animals. All right. If only those fire animals were in a hive mind, they'd already be out here. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Connected to Bo's mind. All yeah, right, that's what, it. Should be Bo and a whole farm. <laughs> there we go. We found the farm animals. He just steals all these animals and they're just in their. Order, I said. Order in the court. Uh, order in the court time. Mike, you can go on first. Although I think Crofton wants oh, to go first. Time. Sure. Or, I will. Actually, uh, I need to go early because I hosted what? the show. So you, you go. You, you want to go? You go. This is super great. This is your topic. This. I'm happy for you to lead lead off. 
Yeah, you I'll know what? Go I'm going to lead off, and you guys should react. Let's do it that way. All right. All right? Because we all know Later. my verdict. You've heard it here on the show a billion times. Hive Mind's are good. They're <laughs> super good. <laughs> it's easy. It's good. It's good. And I, I think I've expounded the reasons why I think it's good over the course of the show. I don't really need to go into it. Empathy, uh, human development, space travel, powerful thought, like more powerful computing power from a human perspective. Nothing but greatness. Greatness can be achieved if we share our minds. Oops. <laughs> All right. That's my verdict. Let's huh. try to make wow. humanity That's great again. Strangely concise one. Hmm. Well, I, our we, listeners, I feel like they heard the rest of it. Okay, uh, I'll go. You, I'll... you guys talked a lot in this show, so it, so I mean, it makes sense that your verdicts be short. Like, if you have more to add at this point, then I'm, you know, I'd be surprised. Yeah, mine might be long. Here, let me get. Let's just go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, hive minds are bad. <laughs> And um, I and I think that because I like being an individual, and you know I like using old-fashioned empathy to try to like understand others' plights. I think it's too much to have my brain connected to someone else's. I also think for you know many of the reasons I laid out, of it would just break down. I think that either I agree with what Crawford said, it would just meld away and you'd, you you wouldn't exist and you wouldn't even know that the transition had occurred. You, it would be functionally like dying. Maybe there's a new entity that goes on from there, but you're gone. You know, it's like a lot of science fiction tropes talk about this. Like if you have a clone and you download your brain into it, is it really you or you, you just died and there's just another one who has your memories? What's the difference? But the difference is you as an individual, you still died. You're gone. And and I also think uh, I would not undermine the fact that the, the millions of years of evolution that has led to you, the way you perceive the world is really something that was dictated by what it took for our ancestors to survive. And that's social stuff, and that's navigating a physical world. And I think that even if you were able to maintain yourself in the, in a virtual space for some period of time, very quickly that perception – that, that, that is giving you what your sense of self is would change because the, the, the paradigm is now completely different. What's, what's valuable to operate in the physical world won't be in a virtual world. It's different. You'll, you'll need different things. So maybe you would become this expanded entity, but what you see is yourself would cease to exist. And once again, it would be the same thing as functionally dying. Maybe there's a new order, but it wouldn't be you. It wouldn't have your worldviews. It might have some distant memory of what you were, but don't expect it to be like, hey, I'm Bo, I'm Super Bo now. Like that wouldn't be true. It would have a different. It would be gone. I did, and I also think that this is. My, I want to reiterate this last point. I think that it probably would be more terrifying than you think. I think that as soon as you lost that sense, as soon as your body was gone and you didn't have those senses to ground you, you would feel like you were in this endless free spinning free fall, and you'd be like, oh God, kill me or get me out of this thing. And that you would just feel that forever, probably. And you might feel a billion other people also saying, "Get me the fuck out of this thing! I want my goddamn body back." <laughs> Anyways, bad. bad. Okay, did we give you the sound already? <laughs> the verdict was so long, I forgot if we gave you the sound. I enjoyed this conversation. All right, we're giving everyone two. We're giving everyone two today. All right. Okay, so I I agree with everything Mike says. However. I would I would have contextualized it a lot by like we are giving verdicts as human beings that exist in the current world and everything he said about oh being terrified and all that yeah that would last for 5 minutes until you become one giant group and he, what he said about humans being gone and you being pretty much dead yes that may be that may be true but you know what that may be better for the world right like cuz humanity is killing the world uh, maybe being a hive mind with singular purposes will allow us to address all problems, create a, a, a you know a perfect society, all this sort of stuff. Um, we wouldn't have individual individuality anymore. We wouldn't exist as we do. As Mike made the explanation, we would pretty much be dead. And the problem with that is we are giving verdicts right now on our own demise for the betterment of the few you know 
better potential better betterment of the future through this through this hive mind. So I cannot extract myself from that bias. Plus the fact that I have no idea what's going to happen. So I mean, like this giant hive mind could then go around taking over the galaxy for all I know. I don't. I have no idea. So there's no there's no way of knowing it's net positive. <laughs> There'd be too much. But, oh, sorry. But but everything is uh, like everything Mike said. I I agree with. It's just that. The the thing I had to throw in was the fact that like it just because it sucks for us as individuals doesn't mean that it's a negative for the universe, but it's a negative for me, and that's why I'm saying that hive minds are bad. Uh-huh. I um, thought you were going to find I, the good I, in it and give a full spread. All right. Uh, no, I, I and and to get another sound effect and and saying it again, I just I just like even looking at the the good, the empathy stuff. And Bo, you made some really good points, and I think that it is your heart is in the right place, and and, and I I share those those feelings. But I just don't I don't see the five mind as being my idealized functional solution for those problems. And so um, plus it takes away some it would take away some things that I love and all that and and. Yeah, I'm old school in that way, and I'm bringing in my biases, but yeah, it's bad. So bad. Just imagine you meeting a nice other mind in the hive mind and then, you know, rubbing that mind and giving it a dopamine rush. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, so, you wouldn't need, uh, you know, your physical body. And then, and then experiencing what it did to those kittens when it was 18, eight years old and being like, oh, no, I didn't want to know that. Uh... So people do dark things, Bo. That you don't know about. People do dark things, Bo. I want to. I want to share, but before I do, I'll let Bo do the business. Yeah. All right. So speaking of um, doing dark things, if you'd like to tell us about the dark things you've done, uh, you can do that in an email form. Sending us an email at goodbadbull at gmail dot com. I think we've been asking for emails for 196 episodes, and have maybe gotten three. We'd love to have email number four or five. <laughs> so shoot it on over and tell us your, what you think of the hive mind or any of the topics that we've written about. Um, we'd love to read it, discuss it on the air. And yeah, we might pick it apart, but that's what we do here. So, you know, hive mind. Um, uh, if you want to find out more about the show, you're listening to this, you made it through the whole hour of a hive mind episode and you're still here and going, where do I subscribe to get more of this great content? Well, you can go to goodbadbull.com and, uh, you know, you can like us on Facebook and comment on our pages and subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play, all the great places where you subscribe to podcasts. We uh, live stream on twitch.tv slash goodbadbull and our videos are available on youtube.com slash goodbadbull. Finally, we do have some people who listen to the show and make it this far. And uh, those people are our patrons who support the show financially. And uh, so for as little as a dollar a month, you can go to patreon.com slash goodbadbull and chip some money in the tip jar for the great audio content we provide for free to all listeners every week. We're basically the prototype for a hive mind, except it's just one-way communication. Eventually, podcasting might be two-way. And it kind of is if you send in an email. So do it that way. All right, I've done enough pandering for the and shilling for the Patreon.com site. And don't worry, if you're too poor to pay, uh, you don't have to pay. It's always free to everyone, and we love everyone the same. All right, anyways, uh, that about wraps it up. Uh, we're on the internet, kind of, sort of. I'm at Bo Schwartz on Twitter. If you want to find out more about me, the show's uh, Twitter handle is GoodBadBull. If you want to get notified when we go live, new episodes go up. But, and finally, I'd like to ask... Michael, if our folks want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? Well, it's difficult, Bo, uh, but uh, they can follow my Twitter, Twitter feed Fitter at feed. ML Hodgins. Though, as much as I said the hive mind was bad, I'm also discovering social media is bad, so I might be even off that soon. No, we've done a topic on it. I think you probably said it was bad, right? Did we do a social media one? Like... I, I bet you said, well, I don't know. I should have said bad. I certainly think so now. Okay, right. Crofton. Well, if our listeners want to find out more about what Crofton's up to on the internet. Uh, where can our listeners find you, Crofton? They can find me squeezing the drops of honey from my hive mind at Crofton Steers on Twitter. Sweet. You sque- you're a good squeezer. Hey, I, I had a thought like about midway through while you guys were going back and forth and back and forth on this hive mind thing. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was thinking about like it, it was like a you know pilot project. 
they'd be doing for the hive mind and there'd be like six seats in a room with helmets and they have like six people and and they're like because it's too intense for for everybody to be strapped at once we need to do this like in groups of six and we're going to stick you in one at a time and so crofton we'll start with you just put this helmet on and then i'm i'm in and i'm getting the feelings and the the vibes or whatever and then they put mike on and i'm like oh my god oh jesus i can feel mike's thoughts and i'm like geez mike i i didn't know i'd hurt your feelings so much when i when i said that thing and and, and, and then I don't I'm, forget. Getting, don't forget. You don't say his mind is so powerful. It's hard <laughs> to exist with it. But I can't. Yeah, of course. Obviously, that's needless to say. I, and then then it's so it's going back and forth. And then they throw in some other people, maybe like Scott Johnson and some some, you know, like, you know, loyal listener, Wicked Kitten gets thrown in there. I'm like, OK, they, these people are. Yeah, I'm learning a lot about them. Oh, they're Americans. They think differently. And I'm then, getting their emotions. And then at one point at the end, like they, they just all the scientists are writing on their clipboards and I don't know why they're still using clipboard. And then they're like, okay, time to connect Bo. And then they connect Bo, and all of a sudden, everybody collectively starts screaming. And then, <laughs> and, and then, and then Mike just starts vomiting. <laughs> and then we all start vomiting. We all see each other and are vomiting. And Bo's like, what's going on? What is this thing on? Talk, 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 and hitting it. We're all just vomiting in this room. And the scientists are like, oh my God, shut it down, shut it down. Anyway, that's how comes I, out and is like, hey, I've learned a lot. And everyone else is like, cut, trying to stab their eyes out. I can't see. I can't get it out of my brain. Can you take out my visual cortex? Those memories are in there now. I can't. <laughs> You've seen so much. I, I think Bo is a good person. I know, I know. <laughs> Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.